warning. Some things in our podcast may not be suitable for everyone. We talk about cults and murders, and due to the nature of our podcast, may use harsh language at times. Viewer's discretion is advised. And also, we can't pronounce anything. Hi guys, and welcome to an episode of Cults and Crime, a true crime podcast where we cover cults, crime, and everything in between. Nicole, what are we covering? A cult today. (laughs) Which means I should know what I'm talking about. Yes, you should. Interesting, interesting. (laughs) Nicole, what does an ancient Egyptian goddess and a woman with a master's degree in environmental science have in common? I have no idea. Nothing unless you're part of the Church of the Most High Goddess. (laughs) If you are, they're both characteristics for Mary Ellen Tracy, the leader of the church. And if that's not weird enough, I'm going to get into the rest of this cult. And I guarantee you guys are going to be laughing and shaking your fists along with us. Are you guys ready? Well, I know I am. Tracy was born in 1943 and did her higher education in chemistry and environmental sciences. She was married to a man named Wilbert Tracy and had eight children when her husband had a revelation. According to him... On April 24, 1984, in broad daylight, he had a revelation that changed his life. It changed the way he perceived the world and others. However, because he was blinded by the ignorance of modern education, which he foolishly accepted as knowledge, he did not immediately understand the full aspect of the revelation. He failed to understand that the mind can perceive only what the mind can conceive, and that he experienced things well beyond his conception. While his perception was completely distorted and what he thought enlightenment was, he needed to set aside his prejudices of those beliefs. He believed he was conditioned to accept those things as facts. But they were, in fact, according to him, false facts. And because of this revelation, he began to understand that experience. The couple together claimed that their religion oriented from a tablet dated 3000 BC that could be found in the Cairo Museum still to this day. They claimed that the high goddess was the Egyptian goddess Isis. Isis was the goddess of motherhood, fertility, and death. Their goal was to help people turn into what they called living goddesses. So, with this cult, even you can be a goddess. (laughs) I know! Like, wait to hold those... Hold that excitement till the till the middle at least. Okay. <laughs> right, you're right now you're like, ooh, I could be a goddess. Sign me up. You know, Venus, I'm a goddess. Let me you shave my legs. Be beautiful. Jamie, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's been a long time since I've wanted to be in one of these cults. So if you're ooh, telling me Nicole, I could be a goddess. I might get you with this one. We'll see. We'll see. All right. <laughs> they claim their order. Okay. They claim their order has... They claim their order has existed for many years, and their first az- <clears throat> they claim their order had existed for many years, and their first official priestess was, you guessed it, Cleopatra, the last queen of Egypt. Join this cult, be a priestess, you're in line with Cleopatra. How cool is that? Sounds honestly pretty cool to me. Like I'm okay with it so far. <laughs> I'm just feeding you these breadcrumbs, and I'm waiting for you to be like, oh no, 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 no. Okay. 
Okay, so the church didn't last really long, but they did have kind of an interesting journey and an interesting belief system. The couple ran the church out of their home and Mary became the high priestess. They claimed their rituals were based off of ancient Sumerian texts and she was an Egyptian high priestess. But their ceremonies were, um... They didn't really have that Egyptian flair, you would think. Egyptian flair, Jamie? Really? Um, Mary would wear a strapless red sequin dress for her ceremonies. And the house wasn't converted to look anything like what you would think a church would be. Literally on the, like, there was some Egyptian photos hung up, but it was just a picture of Mary hung naked on the wall in their worship area. So, at this point, you guys might have gotten that this church is really heavily sexual. Honestly, not, eh, not yet, but okay. You didn't get that from the naked picture of Mary on the wall? I don't know. It just seems... I don't know. I feel like we've had a lot more sexual cults than that. Oh, just you wait. Yeah, me and my Jamie do more. <laughs> <laughs> not impressed yet. So one of the most popular ceremonies Mary performed was a cleansing ritual. It had four parts. Confession, dedication, sacrifice, and purification. Confession is much like you guys would expect. It's similar to a Catholic confession where you admit your sins. Dedication was where it greatly differed from the Catholic faith, or any faith I can think of. The participants would put themselves in the birth position, where they would place their head between Mary legs and give her oral sex. Whoa, 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 what? Yep, 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 yep. If the participant didn't do the act to Mary's satisfaction, they would have to go through the confessional stage again, completing the process until Mary was satisfied. Oh. My. God. Getting that sexual energy now, huh? You know what? Yeah, I think you won me over, Jamie. This is obviously a super sexualized cult. (laughs) So, I have a question. Was it just males that had to go through this or was it the males and females that had to um, do this with her (laughs) oral sex no it was males and females could go through this stage where the last stage would be different for males and females because of reasons that I have not gotten into yet but will okay I'm waiting (laughs) so after they would perform a sacrifice and you guys are probably like oh blood sacrifice they kill something oh no they give Mary a hundred and fifty dollars. Wait, 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 wait. It's okay. So, if I'm currently tallying up these stages, stage one would basically is a confessional. Stage two is oral sex, and stage three is a hundred dollars. Hundred and fifty dollars. Excuse me. A hundred and fifty dollars. Is that yep. currently okay? Just, just wanted to make sure I'm keeping up with this. And the last step was purification, where the participants, if male, would have sex with Mary. According to the the church, it was called it was an ancient Egyptian practice in order to purge them. So okay, so this sounds just basically like foreplay with some money in the middle. <laughs> it's 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 well, you know, foreplay with money in the middle. So if this church sounds like the church for you guys, there is one simple requirement in order to become a priest or priestess. 
You must have sex with a thousand men. Whoa. Something Mary accomplished by 1986. So, how long did it take her to sleep with over a thousand men? Yeah, I'm just, I, so I'm kind of, I guess I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, so like, let's say she found a new lover every single day, that's 365 days, that would still take a couple of years for her to go through it, so she, how long in total did it take from start to finish, do you know? Well, since the cult started in 1984, and she accomplished this by 1986, Simple Mathematics says, two years, Nicole, two goddamn years. Sorry for my language, but oh my gosh. Two years, thousand men. What a interesting life she must have led. I, I don't know how else to comment because it's like, you know, like, whatever. If you want to go sleep with men. I don't want to judge you, yeah. yeah. If you want to go sleep with men, you go sleep with men. Like, you live your best life, whatever. But that's that's a lot in a short that's period of time. That's a lot of, of work. Well, you know, the well, cult also, well, the church cult, whatever you guys want to call it, advocated kind of heavily for orgies and stuff. So, like, I guess you can get your numbers up that way. But I'd be tired. Like, there's not enough gator in the world. Up. There's not enough Gatorade in the world, guys. I'm old. I'm too old for that. I'm too old for that, too. I ain't got time for that. I'm ready to go to bed just thinking about it. <laughs> so on Mary's website, she claimed to have had sex with over 2,000 men. The exact number was somewhere near 2,700. But, like, she would often meet them through less than desirable means. So she had, like, these advertisements she would put out. And she put them in, like, you know, like, sex magazines, like, sexually explicit magazines, where she'd be naked in the advertisement, and the words, I love sex. I'm looking for clean, sincere, mature, open-minded gentlemen to have sex with as part of a hedonistic religious rituals. So, is she possibly, like, a sex addict? You know, she could be. I think it's... It's her husband who first was like, we need to do this. So is he also sleeping with women and men? No, he just takes the money. Like, he doesn't oh. have a job. He just takes the money from the rituals, quote, 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 and that's what they live on, with their eight kids. This is weird. This is so interesting to me because, okay, so he's doing nothing but taking money, but she's the one that's sleeping and getting all these sexual favors. And it was his idea. And this is his idea. That's so interesting, because I know we've had a lot of cult leaders that sleep with their, I don't know, underlings, but if, I don't think we've ever had a woman that's doing it yet. She's got to be the first. Um, I could think of, uh, from the Ashrami cult, she did have sex with them, but, like, she wasn't necessarily the quote-quote leader of that cult. She was, like, the authoritarian leader, but she wasn't the, like, the spiritual leader of the cult. But she did have sex with her underlings, but it wasn't, like, a large part of the rituals as well. Okay, Nicole, so I'm going to give you a quick pop quiz. Are you ready? I am ready. What's the difference between what Mary is doing and sex work? Nothing. Well, well she's not always getting paid, I guess. Oh no, she's always getting paid. Mary's getting hers two ways. Oh. Okay, so what's the difference? Well, if you ask the court, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Yay! Nicole won. She agrees with the common law of the area. 
Mary and her husband were both arrested after an undercover sting where she first asked a police officer if he was a police officer before, and I say this with all the most joking in the world, saying, if you're a cop, you have to tell me it's the law. Is that where that term got, came from? Oh no, I'm sure that happened to Nicole. I was like, that didn't happen. I'm sure, probably, maybe. They did ask if he was a cop. Like they, in the court records, it says he they asked if he was a cop. And I'm just, the second part was just my making fun of it, but... Oh, oh, God, I hope not. I really hope they didn't do that. That would make me die laughing. That's too funny. So she got arrested for prostitution, and what, her husband was her pimp? Uh, kind of. So there are two different charges. She got arrested for prostitution, and he got arrested for basically what is soliciting for prostitution. So, so pimpin'. He was pimpin'. pimpin'. Big pimpin'. Because there was up to 10 priestesses at any given time in their home. Oh, so they had a whole ring. Oh, no, it was it was a cult. Like, they had people working for them. Like, they had other quote-unquote priestesses that had had sex with over a thousand men to be in order to be priestesses. And they were all, you know, as part of their religious practices, having sex with men. So I'm wondering, because I know you say this is a cult, but I'm wondering if this is all just some elaborate scheme to run a prostitution ring. That's exactly what the court thought. Like, and it's, this is actually kind of a big case legally wise. Yeah, well, legally. Yeah, and I could get that for sure. Well, yeah, it's kind of that fun question of you have your religion and they had everything set up where, like, these are our practices. We have pamphlets we give out. You know, they had done all the steps that you need to be a quote-unquote official religion with the government. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess at what point where does the religious freedom end? So Mary's advertising kind of worked against her with this. And the fact that she often met men in locations that were known to the police as being popular with sex workers. Because she basically was a sex worker. I know, and that's where she met many of the people that she tried to get to join her religion. So Mary fought hard not to be placed in jail, as did her husband. But to their credit, they did many things the government considered as requirements for the religion. Which I must stress, like, they did those of those things. And, like, if the court case happened today and not, like, in the 1990s, it might be different. A little bit more accepting, maybe, but... That judge and that prosecutor was not having it. <laughs> so the case was like a civil rights nightmare. Oh, when yeah. all was said and done, Mary was found guilty, as was her husband. But it's only a misdemeanor, so she only had a year in jail. It's not that bad. But then they kept... So if you look at like the court case and like all the transcripts that go with it, they kept breaking their probation. So what would probation be for a prostitution I can only guess, and this depends on whether like they thought alcohol was involved or drugs was involved, so it would maybe be some sort of counseling, like maybe sex addiction counseling, if they thought that was applicable, which would be like, hey, you start this within 10 weeks, or if you argued it, maybe more. Um, it would be a fine. I'm not quite sure what the fine would be for that specifically, but it's usually from anywhere from $200 to $1,000. Nowadays, too. You gotta think. Yeah, mm. nowadays. In other words, we just don't know. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it would be you're on probation so you can't get caught up in the law 
If you are committing crimes, like if they catch you committing crimes, that's a break probation. Your probation officer, depending on the crime, has the right to go into your home and search your belongings if they want to. If, they, like I said, if they thought drugs or alcohol were involved, you could they would search your home if they ever found drugs or alcohol on you or in your home. Like that wasn't locked, like in a locked cabinet that you didn't have the key to. Probation is kind of interesting, and I don't know a ton about it. But hey guys, if you're on probation, hit us up. I'd love to hear what your specific requirements are. Jamie, let us not recommend getting hit on and hit up on by people on probation. <laughs> that their seems... requirement. I'm asking for the probation requirement. Well, why don't we I'm just talk to for... why don't we just talk to our cop friend Chloe? You think after violating probation again and again, she would learn her lesson. But during the early 1990s, Mary hosted her own public access television talk show series. No, she did Sabrina. not. Sabrina. No, she did not, Jamie. She 100% did. So, like most cult leaders, she did change her name through the course of her becoming a priestess. I am not going to mention it because it's like Sabrina Omisan, and it's, it's dumb. It's just honestly dumb. Okay. She also appeared in never X-rated films under a variety of stage names. Those films include Positively Pagan, the series, and Clubhead 2 of 1991, Clubhead 2. Oh, very classics. You know, the classics we all grew up watching. So not only was she basically a prostitute, but she also was a porn star as well, if I'm getting this correctly. Well, she was a sex worker. Just all around, she was a sex worker. Yeah. Which isn't... My personal opinion, not necessarily a bad thing if you're doing it in a safe, healthy manner. And I don't have the knowledge or research skills to know if she was. Yeah, well, you know, it just seems interesting. And then how can you sleep with over a thousand men and not end up with something? Testing beforehand, uh, which there is no evidence to say that she did that. But Sheer luck. (laughs) Yeah, sheer luck. Condoms. You know, putting gloves on, coronaviruses out there, everyone wash your hands. I don't know. I don't either. Well, this has been it. So is she, so when did she stop, I guess, doing all well, this? Well, she also appeared on the Montel Williams show. What? Yeah, with um, a bunch of other new age spiritualists. But yeah, she was she was on the Montel Williams show. Isn't that crazy? No, that's absolutely crazy. I didn't, I would have not have thought about that. So she... So she was on the show to promote her cult, or? Well, her, so she originally started as like a Sumerian kind of religion, and then that kind of shifted over to more of a pagan religion, as pagans like rallied behind her. Okay. So the person that she appeared on the show with was like Aiden Kelly, which was, and I quote, first officer of the Southern California local council of the Covenant of the Goddess and Avia Walters of the Los Angeles Nest, of the Church of All Worlds. Oh my gosh, try saying that ten times fast. <laughs> I know, it's a mouthful. So she like I guess generally big hitters in the pagan world. I'm not I'm not I'm not up to date with the pagan newsletter. I don't know. Um weird. Yeah. So overall, you know, to highlight the cult for you guys, her husband had a vision. She was like, yes that's great. I'm going to have sex with a thousand people. I want to be a priestess and then continue to like lure people into their cult. Like I said, at some point they had up to 10 priestesses doing this stuff. So they had, you know, 11 women 
living in a four-bedroom house with eight children, doing what, you know, the court considered sex work. You know, she did a year in prison, her husband did six months, but overall, I think this is a really funny cult, I guess? No funnier than the previous cults I covered where they murdered people. It's definitely a little more lighthearted, for sure. After the last cult I covered the family, I had to take a step back. That stuff was bad. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be in that headspace again. You know, this is. I think it's good to mix it up every once in a while. Get a little fun crime cults going. Get a little humor with you guys' crimes and cults. We're just all trying to have a good time here. Keep it light. Keep it light. (laughs) Yeah. Also, for those of you guys in quarantine, I hope our show is finding you good and healthy. Make sure you guys are washing your hands, social distancing, applying Purell like it was blessed by God, and have a good week. Yeah, guys. And before we go, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Patreon slash Cults and Crime. We have a couple of fun crumbing cult stuff coming out for you guys. Yes, it's going to be really interesting, including my personal favorite, our quiz show that we've done. Yes. Oh my gosh. We had so much fun and I hope you guys enjoyed as much as we enjoyed making it. Yes. And we did a two-parter for that. And, you know, if you guys like it, let us know and we'll keep doing them for you guys. Maybe we'll release one in our main feed if it's a crowd favorite. Yeah, we definitely would. But we'll have you guys come back next week for an all-new Cults in Crime while we shelter in place. Yep. Fun fact, if you're podcasting, it's great to do it from your home. Yay, finally something we're doing is going to protect us. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm so happy you listened. We will see you guys next week. And I promise my next cult will be gory and gruesome. But this one, I needed a break. So we did a fun, fun one. Yep. See you guys next week with another crime. Crime, cult, mix. But it's a crime. It's a crime, not a cult. (laughs) Definitely a crime next week.